0: Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic day and are ready to learn a little more about protein. Now we've done podcasts about protein before. I've done an entire podcast episode, number 41. If you have not caught that one yet, you might go back and check it out. And that really talked more about the details like how much protein do you need, how much is too much, things like that. I've also done episodes on protein bars, protein powders, Um, so this one is going to be a little bit different because I want to start talking to people about what to look for in the types of protein that they're eating. So a high quality protein, what that is, and then some other proteins that people are eating, including myself sometimes, that we need to be careful of. So that's going to be the awesome topic for today, but first we have our eagle's eye on health. I found this article that I thought was really interesting, and it's about pumping up the volume of what you put on your plate. And this is why. Because a study that was presented at the 2017 meeting of the British Psychological Society actually suggests that sensations of hunger and satiety might be linked to how we actually perceive a meal versus how many calories we actually consumed. And so what these British researchers did is they took two groups of people and had a three-egg omelet for breakfast. And so they split up the group and they gave everybody a three egg omelet. However, they told half of the group that it was a two egg omelet and they told half of the group that it was a four egg omelet. So they obviously, when you get an omelet, you kind of don't know how many eggs are actually in there. Well, when people thought they'd eaten a smaller breakfast, the two eggs, they reported feeling hungry sooner afterward And also ate more throughout the day than they did when they thought they consumed the larger breakfast. And the study actually detected no changes in hunger hormones, suggesting that our mental perceptions of a meal can actually significantly influence food intake later on in the day. And I thought that was super interesting. To stay full on fewer calories, what you can do is try adding more low-calorie volume To your meals so if you're sort of this person and you know this definitely applies to you you want to fill your plate of pasta or even you know scrambled eggs with a whole lot of vegetables all around it as well you want to make your plate look super full or your bowl look super full and you sort of trick the brain into thinking that you're consuming a lot of calories that way and that you're having a full meal and not being deprived at all so something to think about one thing that I often do especially when I'm training a lot and I'm super hungry and I make myself a sandwich, sometimes I am so hungry that I can literally look at the sandwich and already know that I'm going to be starving after I eat it. It's like I don't even give the sandwich a chance. I just know if I eat this sandwich, I'm going to eat it in four bites and I'm still going to be hungry and I'm already thinking about what I'm going to have to eat next. So one thing I like to do is I like to take the sandwich and I like to open it up. And so what I call that is deconstructing the meal. And so I'll put an open face sandwich so bread I, A real sandwich has two pieces of bread right one on the bottom one on the top and yes i do eat two slices of actual whole grain bread um but when i'm hungry what i'll do is i'll open it up and i basically make two little open face sandwiches instead of just one so bread on you know the bottom and then you know my mustard my spinach on both sides Um, Some sliced turkey, tomatoes, avocado, and I sort of fill the same sandwich that I was going to do as one sandwich, but I open face it. And then my plate looks very full and it takes me longer to eat it. So it sort of slows down the process as well. Same amount of food, but just like in this article, it definitely helps me feel fuller, and I take my time eating it, and there's more food there, and it doesn't seem so rushed. So deconstruct your food. That sometimes helps as well. Okay, getting into protein, because it is such a big topic always when it comes to weight loss. People are always wondering, should they be on a super high protein diet? Should they not be eating protein? Should it be plant-based protein? What should the protein be? And there definitely is you know, something to be said for what type of protein you're taking in. Just because you're hitting your protein percents, if you're one of my clients, you you have a percent you're trying to hit, so we keep things balanced. But just because you're hitting your protein percent doesn't mean you're necessarily eating healthy protein, all right? So just so you know right off the bat a little bit about protein, protein is a vital nutrient required by the body. So the body needs protein for building and maintaining and repairing tissues and cells and organs throughout the body. And when you eat protein, it is broken down into 20 amino acids that are the, the body's basic building blocks for growth and energy. Now, most animal sources of protein, like your meat, your poultry, your fish, your eggs, even dairy, most of those deliver all the amino acids your body needs, While the plant-based protein sources, which a lot of people are going plant-based these days, but you have to be careful, because those uh, things like the grains and the beans, the vegetables, even the nuts, they generally lack one or more of the essential amino acids that the body does needs. Now, that doesn't mean you have to eat animal products to get your protein and to get the right amount of amino acids, uh, but you do have to really eat a variety of plant based sources of protein to ensure that your body is getting all the essential amino acids that it needs. So, I did a complete podcast episode on protein plant-based diet. If you missed it, it's number 68. Go back, listen to that, and I talk about the pros but also the cons of going through and eating a plant-based diet. Now, what does eating high-quality protein do for the body. Why do we need this high-quality protein? For one, it keeps your immune immune system functioning properly. It's going to maintain that heart health and your respiratory system, and it also speeds recovery after exercise. That's why I always tell my clients, you want to get 20 grams of protein in within 40, 45 minutes of any workout. High-quality protein is also vital to the growth and development of children and for maintaining health in your senior years. So, you know, a lot of us, you know, the general demographic of of my clients and who listen to this podcast are sort of anywhere from 30 to 45, but this is still important for your kids too. You need to make sure that they are getting the protein that they need, and even for seniors. It will also help reduce your risk for diabetes, cardiovascular disease. Protein helps you think clearly and may even improve your recall it can improve your mood, boost your resistance to stress, anxiety, depression, and it may even help you maintain a healthy weight because it actually curbs your appetite. So you could eat carbs all day long, but you keep eating carbs all day long because you never feel satiated. You never feel full, but protein actually does fill you up and it makes you feel full longer so fueling with protein is definitely a huge benefit if you're trying to lose weight you're trying to cut back on some of those calories but you don't want to be starving all the time make sure you're getting enough protein now it also plays a role in how we look so it's not just about you know all these different things going on inside the body but eating a high quality protein can help us maintain healthy skin healthy nails healthy hair it helps us build muscle and maintain lean body mass while we are dieting all right so all of those things are super important for the general overall health not just inside also outside and while most people eating the western diet they really do get enough protein many of us are not getting the quality Protein. And so that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today, high-quality versus low-quality protein. Distinguishing between the industrially raised meat, right, and versus that organic grass-fed meat is only one part of separating low and high-quality sources of protein. So while some processed or lunch meats, for example, can be a great source of protein, Unfortunately, many are loaded with salt, and that's gonna affect high blood pressure. It's gonna create water retention in the body and create other health problems. Processed meats have also been linked with an increased risk of cancer, likely due to the substances used in the processing of the meat. And that's definitely something that I want to talk to you about today. Because if you were to Google search, you know, deli meats, you find all kinds of articles that link the nitrites in these meats to certain types of cancer. So why are they putting nitrites in deli meat? Like what what is the point? You know, what is this nitrate even all about? According to the North American Meat Institute, sodium nitrite is a salt and an antioxidant that is used to cure things like the ham and bacon and hot dogs, and it also stops the growth of botulism, so botulism causing bacteria, it prevents spoilage, and it gives cured meats their color and their flavor. Yuck, I hate when things are added for color. Uh, I understand for flavor, but I hate when things are added for color. Now, sodium nitrate also helps prevent the growth of listeria, which is a bacteria that causes foodborne illness, listeriosis. And that is a tricky bacteria. The reason why is because it can actually grow under refrigeration. So we buy this deli meat and we put it in our fridge and we think just because it's in the fridge that we're going to be fine, you know, no extra bacteria, nothing like that can, can harm us. But listeria is unfortunately a bacteria that can grow under refrigeration. So it's something you need to be careful about. Now, you may be wondering how the natural and the organic deli meats stay fresh. So because they generally will say like no nitrites. They use plant-based, naturally occurring nitrites. So those are things found in celery, in beets, and in sea salt. And the label generally will say no nitrates or nitrites added. And then in smaller type, it'll say except for those naturally occurring in sea salt and celery powder. So that's how you're getting the nitrites in traditional deli meats, but it still also is you know, in these other organic meats, but it's from these natural occurring things like the sea salt and the celery powder. So that's going to be one way to get a more quality protein. If you are going to have a deli meat, at least go for the natural or organic one that is going to have less of these, you know, nitrites, but more of these sort of what we would call the natural nitrite, at least coming from celery, beets, and sea salt. Now, another thing you want to be careful of when you do have deli meat, and again, I bring this up because a lot of people are eating deli meat as their source of protein. And don't get me wrong. I have turkey deli meat, too. I have it during the week. I don't have it every day, but I have it. And one thing that these processed foods tend to be high in is sodium. So any of my clients who start the first week, they are, like, completely... Eye opened when they start looking at how much sodium is in things, especially things like deli meat. Now, the 2015 Dietary Guidelines for Americans, they recommend eating less than 2,300 milligrams of sodium per day. That's if you're 55 years old or younger. Now, a two-ounce serving of sliced roasted turkey breast contains anywhere from 360 to 590 milligrams of sodium. Well, that's not so bad, right? You think you can make that work. But once you add the two slices of bread, which generally can have anywhere from 240 to 250 milligrams of sodium, maybe some mustard, I use mustard, 125 milligrams of sodium. And some people put mayonnaise on that's going to have even more sodium. Now you're starting to look at anywhere from 810 to over a thousand milligrams of sodium for that one sandwich. Now, As long as you balance out the rest of your day with fresh produce and vegetables and things that are low in sodium, you're probably totally fine. Having that one sandwich that's sort of high, almost half of your sodium for the day, isn't going to be the thing that takes you down in life. (laughs) You're going to be fine. But... If you go out for dinner that night to a restaurant where it's going to be loaded in sodium and you already had this sandwich that's loaded in sodium, I can pretty much assure you, you're going to be well over your 2,300 milligrams of sodium that day. So if sodium is at all a concern for you, always look also for a low sodium deli meat, something more like 115 milligrams of sodium per two ounce serving. Um, Some might say no salt added, things like that you got to just start looking for. Uh, I generally go for the organic. Any meat I have has to be organic. So any deli meat is going to say organic and no nitrates, no nitrites. And then I do look at the back, and some are high in sodium. So I start to compare some of the different deli meats sometimes. And, And sometimes just the different deli meat, of the same brand, you may be able to find one that's a lot less in sodium. So it's just something to start keeping an eye out for that, yes, you're getting your protein in, but you have to look at the quality of the protein and the other things that are in it that may or may not be so good for you. Now, how long do some of these proteins last like these deli meats? And, you know, in talking about some of the uh preservatives in them and things like that. If you buy a package of sliced ham, just say, at the grocery store and you bring it home, you put it in the refrigerator, maybe you're going to make a few sandwiches on the weekend. You put the package back in the fridge. They generally say the clock is now ticking. You have about three to five days to use the rest of that meat. And they may not even smell bad or look bad if several days later... But remember that Listeria can grow in the refrigerator. So, really, what they're recommending is if you purchase meat sliced, like especially if it's sliced fresh at the deli, it actually has to be eaten within three days so that's another thing that you want to be cautious of when you're eating your proteins and you're picking your proteins the quality of it how long you're keeping it in your refrigerator you want to actually use it up pretty quickly especially if you're using some of these organic meats that don't probably have the same preservatives in them with all the nitrites that are sort of made and you know added additionally not the ones from the good sources like the celery and the beets It's probably not going to last as long in your fridge. So just be cautious. Start thinking about how long you're actually keeping some of these meats in the refrigerator and making sure that it's safe for you and your family. And let me tell you something. When I started researching this for the podcast, I realized my husband started buying this big thing of deli turkey meat at Costco. He's like, oh my God, we go, you know, we go through a lot of turkey meat between all of us. We have a few sandwiches and and we're buying the one at Whole Foods and it's costing us a fortune. And we go through like one package for three of us within like a day. So he's getting this enormous organic package at Costco. But now I'm like, okay, that sits in the fridge for well over a week. It never smells Uh, You know, I haven't been sick, thankfully, and we've been eating it, but now I'm just going to be a little more cautious. I don't think I want my deli meat sitting for so long in the fridge. It seems to be something that you definitely want to have fresh. Now, quality sources of protein. What are the most high quality protein sources that you can get? Fish is a great one. Most seafood is very high in protein and also low in the saturated fat. So fish fish like salmon and trout, sardines are huge in protein, but nobody wants to eat them. Even anchovies are very high in protein. Everything, all of these fish also are very high in the omega-3 fatty acids, which we just do not get enough of. So the experts generally recommend that we eat seafood at least twice a week and salmon happens to be one of the most healthy ones which bums me out because my son doesn't like salmon right now but uh, salmon is a great thing to order if you do go out to eat that's a great time to order fish if you generally don't make it at home i know for me i don't make a lot of fish at home my son doesn't like it Um, i don't know how to make many fish items so that is a great thing to order when you go out so that you can get that fish in Another super high quality source of protein is poultry. Now, removing the skin from chicken and turkey can substantially reduce the saturated fat. So that's one way that you can limit that. And then in the U.S., the non-organic poultry may also contain, obviously, the antibiotics and usually raised on GMO feed and pesticides. So I know for me, it's really important that all my poultry always be organic and free-range if possible. That's another way to make sure that you're getting the highest quality protein. Dairy products also have a lot of protein. So everything from skim milk and cheese and yogurt, lots of healthy protein. You do want to be aware that in some of these things of dairy, especially the yogurt, there's a lot of added sugar. All right, so you really want to check for that. One thing that I do is I never buy a flavored yogurt. I always get plain yogurt, and then I add real fruit to it. The flavored yogurts are just so, so high in sugar. You would not believe. Again, when my clients, that first week they start food logging, they're like, why is my sugar off the charts? And I say, well, look at the type of yogurt, and they look how much sugar is in it, and they can't believe. Like some have like as much as a soda. And this is the stuff that you're generally giving your children as well, right? Because they always want the sweet stuff. But you're much better off adding fresh fruit to your yogurt. It will sweeten it, but it won't have so much sugar. And then at least you're getting the fiber from the fruit as well. Another great high-quality protein, beans. Beans and peas even are packed full of protein and also fiber. So beans are a great thing you can add to salads and soups. Even stews can boost up that protein intake. So if you are a salad person, you still need to get that protein, add some beans to it. Another thing you can add are nuts and seeds. They're very rich sources of protein and high in fiber and good healthy fat. You definitely need that healthy fat. And the nuts and the seeds very much so can help with that. Great thing to add to your salads, also to have on hand for snacks. Then um, for the vegetarians out there, the tofu and the soy products, you want to have non-GMO tofu and soy. Those are great alternatives to having, you know, like the red meat. They're high in protein. They're low in fat. So if you are that person who maybe does the Meatless Monday or you're plant-based or you're looking for more plant-based protein sources, Definitely you could go with the tofu and the soy. It's not something you want to have daily. Soy products really aren't something you want to have all the time, but definitely I love tofu, so it's something that I don't make at home. So again, when I go out, that's usually when I'll get something with tofu in it. So to include more high-quality proteins in your diet... The best thing you can do if you're not already eating these high-quality proteins is start swapping the processed carbs you might be eating with a high-quality protein. Because not only can it reduce your risk for heart disease and stroke, but you're going to feel full for a lot longer. And isn't that the best? I mean, nobody wants to be hungry all the time. And especially if you're trying to watch your waistline and you're trying to lose some weight – Feeling starving is not a feeling you can maintain, which is why when I work with my clients on weight loss, I always say, if you are starving, you must let me know. That means you're not eating enough. You can, in fact, lose weight without starving all the time. But sometimes I need to make sure they're eating a balanced way, meaning are their carbs and their protein and their fats getting in in a balanced way? Because if you're not taking in enough protein and fat, you're probably starving all the time. No, it doesn't even matter how many calories you're taking in. So you want to reduce the amount of processed carbs that you're taking in from foods like your pastries and the cakes, the pizza, the cookies, the chips. You want to swap that for all of these quality proteins that we just talked about. So your fish and your beans and your nuts, your seeds, the chicken, dairy, even that soy and the tofu. Start making some of those swaps if you are a person who generally does eat a lot of carbs. You want to snack on things like nuts and seeds instead of the chips all right so i always say you don't really want to eat anything that comes from a bag meaning the chips the pretzels all of that is a non-fueled item there's no healthy fuel in that but if you were to snack on some nuts well now you're getting healthy fat that's going to help you feel full Um, the seeds as well you're also getting that fiber you're you're fueling your body in a much better way. You're giving the foods some more functions than just something you're putting in your mouth. You want to know that you're getting in that fiber, that you're getting in that protein, that you're getting in your healthy omegas and your fats, things like that. But you're not going to get that by eating pizza and cake and unfortunately all the fun food, right? And it doesn't mean that you can't eat the fun food ever. It just means More than not, you want to eat the high-quality protein over those options. So, yeah, I totally have pizza once a week. I don't eat the entire pizza. I have, like, one or two slices. That totally can fill me up. Um, So you can definitely still have dessert. But, again, like, I don't have it during the week. I have it on the weekend. It's just everything about moderation. Now, the last thing I want to just point out is that you really do want to get this protein that we talked about, these high-quality proteins, you want to get them from real food versus the shakes, the bars, and the supplements. So I want you to use shakes, bars, and supplements for those times when you are in a bind, you're in a rush, you, you know, you have, you're on the go, you need to grab something. And I want that to be once in a while. I don't want you to tell me, well, every morning I'm in a rush. (laughs) So I grab my protein shake and I, you know, I load up that protein powder from God knows what company and who knows if it's been tested for the right things. And hopefully you listened to last week's podcast on supplements. If not, definitely check it out. Um, You know, don't, don't be having that protein supplement every single day because you do not know what is actually in it. Even though they are telling you what's in it, Unfortunately, it is not regulated by the FDA until someone actually says something's wrong with it. So it can hit the shelf before it's ever been looked at by the FDA. So again, listen to last week's podcast. But again, the best protein you can get is from real food. So always go and look for these high quality sources of protein from your real food. If you want to shake, The Eagle Shake. I created a a protein powder-free shake made of all real food. So if you are a person who needs to grab a shake, please look up the recipe. I have a free Eagle Shake recipe book right on my website at earnthatbody.com. Right on the front, you'll see you can sign up, and I'll send it to you immediately. And you'll get about five different recipes of all real food protein shakes that you can make. So you can go with that option, you know, a bar once in a while, totally fine, but you should not be having like two or three bars a day. That is not the best way to get your protein in. And then any other kind of supplements that you're taking because you're not getting the protein in during the day with real food, you have to start asking yourself, Can I reduce the amount of supplements I'm taking? Can I swap this out and actually get a little more detailed in my food logs each day in my food by adding real quality food protein instead of all these supplements? All of these things are gonna make a huge difference in how you feel. And at the end of the day, that's really all that matters is that you feel fantastic. Generally, if you feel good, you're probably on the healthy side. When you don't feel great, usually you're not very healthy. Something's wrong. So my goal is always to help people really engage and be present in what feeling healthy feels like. So those days you feel fantastic because you ate great and you hydrated and you worked out always sit and just see what does that feel like? Because then that day that you eat really crappy and you didn't work out and you feel horrible, what does that feel like? And when you really start getting present in how you feel, you start making the better choices more often than the bad ones because you start to remember how awful it felt when you ate all that, right? So again, think about your healthy quality quality sources of protein that you're getting, where to get them, how to get them, organic when possible. And at the end of the day, everyone, it's all about moderation. It doesn't mean you can't have deli meat and even if it has nitrites in it, in moderation, it's fine. But I just wanna make sure you know what to look for and just sort of that eye-opening experience of hearing these things, you start to realize how much sodium you might be taking in from too many deli meats, things like that. So that's it. That's everything for today with the Earn That Body podcast. If you ever have any questions about any of my programs, if it seems like it's time for you to get your nutrition on track, you want to lose the weight, but you really just don't know where to start, shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com. Let's figure out which of my many programs would be best for you. I hope you all have a fantastic week, and I hope it's full of quality protein.